0: everybody, so good to be back here. Um, We are with a special guest today. Um, Every guest is special. It's like when you say it's a special Shabbat. Every Shabbat, this is a special Shabbat, but it's a special guest. We have a special guest. A friend, uh, Richie Taylor. This is, um, he is, I'm going to give the whole... The whole eulogy, the whole hespid, you know the when, they, when uh, uh, Okay, he's the highest-ranking yarmulke-wearing officer in the NYPD. He's a deputy inspector, which recently happened. You were a captain, which we kind of know what that is. No one knows what a deputy inspector is. Literally, no one know what that is. But I'm very happy with that title. You are the comman- You're commanding officer of the Community Affairs Outreach Division. Did I get that right? Yes or no? Yes. yes. Okay, yes. You get everything right. Okay, 16 years on the force. Proud of it. Very. Anybody good. ever asks you, should I go to the NYPD? You're like, yes. Absolutely. And one of the, one of, in one of the uh, things uh, I, in the articles I read, you know, besides knowing you personally, I don't know your whole NYPD history, but he says, yes, join the NYPD. You could do anything. You can jump out of a helicopter. You can be on a boat. You can be on, there's nothing you guys don't have. Exactly right. Okay, and um, we don't have a, we don't have a comedian, so we're recruiting actually right you're now. You're the comedian, <laughs> Here you go. You're, you're definitely the comedian of the of the force. I learn from the best. Yeah, okay, now, Richie, Richie and his wife and his group of friends from the flat, uh, uh, Midwood Marine Park Midwood, Marine Park area, area, everybody. always at shows. One, they they, they they always have one representative of their crew at one of my shows, and um, they're amazing.
1: Is that Beautiful. how you met? Did you meet yeah. because he came to one of your shows?
0: We met at one of my shows, but then I got an award for, uh, there was a day named after me by the by Mayor de Blasio. Yeah. Um, what was the date? The, th- uh, February 30th? No, 20, uh, the 26th of Never. June uh, 2018, and you were there in your full regalia, dressed like the doorman you are right now. Gracie Mansion, And Gracie Manchin. And like we, got, we, we, we got a call for a trespasser. A trespasser. And the, you see, he's nonstop. <laughs> he's the comedian. Well, anyway, uh, just so you guys understand and you get a feel for, for, for Richie. His friends came to a show, came backstage, we took care of them, and he wanted to give me a gift with one of those cards, right? So he calls me up. I'm at the gym. He's like, where are you? I'm on Orchard Street in Houston. He's like, I'll be there in eight minutes. He pulls up the wrong way (laughs) on the street. He didn't need to. Pulls up the wrong way and parks on the sidewalk. But not to be like, this is what I can do, and this is, you know, and he doesn't come out like clean-ish. He comes out and he's like, Ta-da! <laughs> Look what I did. That's that's Richie. He's a he's fun. He's just a, everything. Isn't hysterical. Hysterical. hysterical? And then you came out and you did shtick. He did <laughs> shtick, right? Do you remember what, what you did that day? When did you wake up? What, what do you mean? I woke up. We were, I was at the gym. What do you mean? When did I wake up? I'm at the gym. I'm, I'm in you shorts. The gym? I'm in the shorts outside. It's all lines. <laughs> it's all lines with him. And he was asking people, do you know Modi? Do you know Modi? Do you know Modi? And then one person actually said to him, no, but you look familiar. He said, I'm, I was the third cop on CSI. <laughs> and you could tell it's not his first time delivering that line.
2: Anyway, what's up? How are you? Very, very, very well. Great to be here. Congratulations be here. on
0: your on your promotion. Thank you so all much. All joking aside. Thank you. Thank what you. is what is a deputy inspector? So
2: the way it works is the police department has uh, a rank structure, of course, sergeant, lieutenant, captain, as you mentioned. Which we all know. Which we all is. know, correct. The reason that deputy inspector is not as known is because there's much money less deputy inspectors than there are of the other ranks, such as sergeant, lieutenant, captain. Uh, those are... Sergeant Lieutenant Captain is given to you by exam. Anything above Captain is only given to you by discretion of the police commissioner. There's no test. There's nothing with the Department of Citywide Administrative Services with civil service. It's strictly and only on merit and the discretion of the police commissioner.
0: So and what a, did what information do you have on him that he <laughs> gave you this, this... same reason I, the same information I have on you which is why we're on the show here okay okay <laughs> uh, uh, uh. We, were, we were we were outside of his car no, he has an unmarked car it's so unmarked that it's marked <laughs> it's what, 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 what's the what's the brand of that car police interceptor and, what, but, but what's the Ford name? it's like a Ford but if you look at the front of it it looks bruges. it looks very angry it's like one of those angry cars and you see the lights everywhere but even though they're hidden and the bulletproof door and he comes out of it like, and, and you're six foot nine what are you <laughs> at least no, h- how tall are you that's six three my wife's six, four. six three. he comes out and he's wearing the white shirt with all the brass on it and he takes a shot at me and i gotta take a shot at him back i said to him do you know that if you took all that brass off your shirt you'd look like uh, a busboy in the Catskills, <laughs> with the and he of course took hit, you know, and it was it's hilarious. That when you got the summons. Mm-hmm. That the summons. No, I didn't get a summons. But talk to me. What's going on? What's happening in New York City? So, um, a lot
2: of challenges, of course, COVID. Still uh, a lot of families struggling, of course, uh, a lot of challenges. But I can say that the leadership of the police commission, the leadership of Chief Jeffrey Madry, Chief of Community Affairs, we're bringing a lot of resources into the community. We're bringing a lot of things that would generally not be there. For, just for a few examples, Christmas. And we talked about just Christmas before. We, For the first time ever, we had something called a Santa sleigh. We got a lot of presents donated by a couple of different organizations and a couple of private people donated tens of thousands of toys and gifts. And what we did was, intelligently, we marked each gift with a special code that shows whether it's for a boy or for a girl and what age group. And we had them all wrapped. We put them on some big trucks. This this took multiple trucks. We got escorts from the NYPD Highway Patrol. And we we went around the city, especially to communities affected by what's going on. And out of nowhere, we popped up. And we just started handing out toys to kids. We started hitting apartment doors, you know, knocking on the doors saying, Hey, it's the police, we have something for you, something good, nothing to be afraid about. We don't want to alarm anyone and we're handling handing gifts out, depending on who answers the door and who's home. And we say, how many kids do you have here? We're giving out toys. And the reason they're wrapped, of course, is because we don't want, oh, well, I want that, I want this, the a whole big thing. And that's how we were doing it. And I'll tell you, the smile we put on some kids' faces, on thousands and thousands of kids' faces, is truly something that is second to none. There's no other better feeling. And this is something that has never been done before. This is something the police department is not known for if you consider it. A lot of people know us, unfortunately, sad arrests, summonses, we're cold when there's tragedy. We're cold when uh, people need help. But to be proactive and to bring resources into the community. It's not just toys. But before Thanksgiving, I know some departments have this, but we, we took this to the next level. Uh, turkeys, food, every everything you could imagine for your, for your dinner table for Thanksgiving. We were coming into the communities, not having people necessarily come to us, but also knocking on apartment doors, going around to different areas, going to crime victims. There's a lot of pain out there behind a lot of apartment doors. A lot of families are suffering. If we can do something for that mother, for that family, then how could we stand by idly and not do it? And taking the initiative, again, police commissioner, Chief Jeffrey Magri, Chief of Community Affairs, the leadership here working with the police foundation, first responders, we're having, uh, when I talk about resources, I'm talking about real, real things going on. And, of course, I encourage everyone to follow us on Twitter at NYPDCOMM Affairs. It's abbreviated for community. Uh, look
0: at it, you with this whole spiel you have. Listen. He has a whole spiel. Wow, when the mic is on, you go into your community commander, deputy affairs mode. Look at that whole spiel. Usually, he just joke after joke after joke. But you you, you had that coming.
1: Listen, they could use some good PR.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll it mean, hurt you? does it hurt you that, like, you know, especially during quarantine and the, the Black Lives Matter, the police were getting such a bad rap? and um...
2: Very much so. And I'll, I'll say this. During the, the, the riots that we had, I could tell you this. Challenging time for police officers. What, was it riots or was it demonstrations? Uh, was it uh, marches. marches? I would say it's riots, it's demonstrations, it's protests. It's all three depending on where you were, what day, what time, and what location, uh, you saw the destruction, you saw what was going on out there. And seeing that, seeing that there are those who do have a feeling that justice is not being served in the city, and we're hearing those voices. Justice against the police
0: or from the police? What are you saying?
2: A a lot of it is against the police, and a lot of it I understand, actually. A lot of it is actually not just understood, but... um, there have been mistakes made by the police department in the past that the police department has taken responsibility for Under the new administration of this administration. I could say that the mistakes made in the past, we have a great new police commissioner, Commissioner Dermot We have a great new chief of community affairs, Chief Jeffrey Madry. And the leadership here is certainly not responsible for the mistakes that the police department made, you know, years ago. But the correction being made now is truly, truly second to none that no one should feel that it's business as usual. Not only have we heard the issues and we've heard the concerns, for example, I'll just go into something specific and I'll go into a hot topic, of course, stop and frisk. Uh, Bill Bratton said it the best. He said that stop and frisk is almost sort of like chemotherapy. You You may need it to take care of a problem or to handle public safety in some ways, but too much of it is no good, and too much of it is more destructive than if you just didn't have it at all. And I believe there was a time when it was absolutely positively being used too much for no good reason, which is why the police department now, of course, under the leadership of Commissioner Shea, the uh, the cops understand that no longer can we just have quotas or any type of situation where people feel that they're being targeted, especially not because of their race, because of their color. Because of maybe the way they dress, but there's fair policing now, and I believe that is policing in New York City has never been more fair than it is now.
0: Okay, all right. I I hope to see that the the police department the those of you who don't live in New York City, the police here is um, it, it's an army. You know, when you drive down the FDR, you see the boats by the UN. When during the the Black Lives Matter, when I, I went to the marches. And um, the amount of police and the equipment they had, like n- not scooters, those things that, um, the, uh, you know, like the mall cop things. Segways? Segways and all of the, it, but the amount of it and then the helicopters and it's like, wow, which is scary as a civilian. But I'm, if there was terrorist attacks, it's nice to know that it's there. You it's, know, they controlled the marches. When the marches would go and they would control where they would turn, they would put their people in, which... Uh, Who would control that? The police was able to control where the... We we went on the marches. We went... I lived in the city. Um, I believed in... It's like, wow, I'm a part of this. I'm part of history. And we went on the marches and, and... But the police were able to control where the turns were. Of course, we protect
2: freedom of speech and we want freedom of speech. We promote freedom of speech. When it comes to just um direction, usually we'll always try to speak to organizers of demonstrations just to how best to facilitate that everyone is safe. We want to yeah. we want to facilitate people's right to freedom of speech. But of course, you know words matter and destruction of property that we saw, looting that we saw that would never be tolerated. The uh, amount of police officers that you saw, we we always strive to have the fair balance. We don't want people to feel over-policed, but we want people to feel safe. You know, it's, it's always said that it's not just important for the police department to make sure people are safe, but it's also important for people to feel safe. That's what we strive to do every day.
0: Okay. No, you, you have this down. This is... This is, I promised you guys laughter and nonstop jokes. Yeah, So I could say. Uh, let's go, guys. So
2: I'll say something. Uh, I was actually parked. My wife, and I just want to give a shout out to my wife, Mary. We just had our fifth child about two weeks ago. Fifth
0: daughter. This is not only a deputy inspector, this is Tevya from Fiddler on the Roof. You have five daughters. Thank God. Congratulations, Good. Mazel toh. Thank you very much. That, I, you began with Hatzala, yes. the Jewish Ambulance Corps. Um, we spoke about it one time on the show. The no, but it, it's, yeah. There's a Jewish ambulance corps, and you began. And during it, n- 9/11, you were in the towers. Tell us what happened during 9/11. So I just
2: got. I just got to Lower Manhattan. Um, I got the call just after the uh, first plane hit the World Trade Center. Actually, Hatzalah is the largest ambulance volunteer ambulance service in the country. Uh, Hatzalah member saw the actual plane, the first plane, fly into the uh, North Tower, and he called it in on the radio course, that led to a chain of events that everyone was notified. Um, I immediately responded. live in Brooklyn. I got to the area of the World Trade Center. I pulled up actually right in front of Seven World Trade Center and I got in my car and of course the buildings are on fire and I uh, something told me to just maybe back up, maybe just go a couple blocks away. And I went a little more east in my car. I drove towards Broadway. I parked on Vesey just, sure. just yeah. by Broadway on Vesey Street and I got out of my car just as the building as the North Went Tower down. collapsed. Wow. You, to you had Hole. a feeling to, to get away from there. Something, wow. yeah, wow. I did. I don't know, you know, you don't, you don't understand it such after. Um, that's so
1: crazy. That's
2: insane. Yeah. So I ran to City Hall, you know, more north. Uh, came back, you know, it's it's a horrible, horrible soot. It's it just a horrific scene that you can see the videos. Uh, of course, Second Tower you know, hearing on the hot radio, the most t- traumatic part of it, besides for, of course, the actual uh, collapse and destruction, and hearing uh, popping sounds that you don't understand at the time. But, you know, then after you hear what was the total picture and you you realize that most likely it was bodies hitting the sidewalk. Wow! And just when everything coming together. But at the, at the time, the most horrific part of it is hearing on the hot radio, members calling for help, members trapped. You know, you know, Modi, that uh, Shema Yisrael yeah. is one of the most powerful prayers in the Jewish religion. It means uh, hero, you know, hero Israel, that God is one. We, we understand that God is one. Um, hero th- Israel, the Lord th- our God, th- th- the Lord th- is th- one. Correct. Right. You know, you were a rabbi too. That's correct. Yeah. And Hatzel members screaming, tell my wife, at least I said Shema. Which is which is extremely powerful, and especially at the time, you don't understand. So it doesn't make sense. And members are trapped uh, working with other hotel members there. Um, I was actually on September 9, 2001. Uh, my uncle had U.S. Open tickets for Arthur Ashe Stadium, of course, on the U.S. Open. U.S. Open actually just uh, going on now. My uncle said to me, "I have three tickets. You know, you have anybody?" I called a good friend of mine uh, Ellie Rowe. Ellie Rowe actually the,
0: we, pilot, we, the pilot the pilot for the is the Hatsala has an air
1: Oh Fleet, wow, I didn't know he's, that. He's really? Pilot. He's wow. Air
0: Hatzala. Yes, it's all air is amazing.
2: They are truly truly second to none when it they comes They
1: probably have some really good merch. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and they actually actually do. I'll show you some pictures. They actually do. Uh Ellie Rowe does tremendous work with amazing. it. Amazing. Amazing. Um he's assisted by uh Avigar Reich the Reich family. It's just an amazing amazing organization. So you give him the tickets. So I, I called him up. I said, hey, Ellie, we both had cell members in Queens at the time. And I asked him if he wanted to go to the U.S. Open. I said, I have three tickets. And he says, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. He says, you know, I'll take my son Max. Max was very young at the time. I said, of course. So it's us three sitting in the U.S. Open. And Arthur Ashe Stadium has a gap in the wall. That from where we were sitting, you can see the Twin Towers. And this is September 9th.
1: Oh, my God.
2: <sighs> so Sunday, September 9th, 2001. Ellie Rowe points out the Twin Towers to me and his son, Max. He says, you see the Twin Towers there? Of course, I always knew the Twin Towers. And it was cool to see it. And then just two days later, I was working side by side with Ellie Rowe right at what became Ground Zero. I remember it like it was yesterday, washing out firefighters' eyes as they're coming out of the soot, hearing fire chiefs, hearing fire captains saying that uh, they lost their whole company. They can't get a hold of anybody. They were
0: all in the towers. Wow, wow, wow. And... You know, a lot it's a lot it's a a lot lot. but you've always since the age of like 15 you've been involved in community help and and so it was a natural progression for you to become a policeman
2: i guess so yeah i always had it yes 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 i I always had i always had a pull to it Uh, at 15 i became a police explorer and we grew up in uh, manhattan beach in brooklyn i had a uh I had an opportunity to come to a police explorer in the 61st Precinct. That gives young people the opportunity to see about law enforcement, exploring law enforcement. I went from there, auxiliary police to some internships with the, with the uh, Kings County DA's office. I worked for the state assembly, worked in government some, in some positions and became a police officer young. And thank God, Uh, went up the ranks, and uh, it's been a great experience. Like we started off the podcast, I encourage anyone who has has any type of a pull towards public service to truly, truly consider the NYPD. I believe that we are the best in the business when it comes to law enforcement, like you mentioned, from repelling from a helicopter to our motorcycle highway unit to our harbor unit, to counter terrorism. Is it
1: very, did you grow up Orthodox?
2: I grew up more traditional.
1: Is it, I mean, maybe this is naive, but is it unusual? I mean, you don't really see that many um, police officers with a uh, kippah on. Kippah That's for everybody who's listening is a Jewish. yarmulke.
0: You also don't think of Jewish as police. You know, when, uh, I'm, I don't want to date myself, but you remember The Odd Couple? There was a show, The Odd Couple. Absolutely. And there was a cop on that, Murray Greshler. And he was the scaredest thing. He used to sit in their apartment and not patrol. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see you with the this and the guns and the. But pat- you know, it's it, it's always. not something you would think a Jewish person would would gravitate We're to. We're
1: kind of averse right. to like uh, danger generally. Right. It's, it's, I guess
2: I guess it's true. I I just always had that pull between explorer and police department between Hatzalah. Uh, just, I guess, helping. It was just my uh, my the, the, thing.
0: There is some kind of a thing with Orthodox Jews and being uh, cowboys. The Hatzalah m- members are these b- badass guys. Yeah, I'm
1: sh- they totally badass. are. But that's a, different a, a than being a
0: cop. And they, are on top of what's happening in the neighborhood, there's Shomrim and Shmira, which is the which is patrol of of.
2: Yes, the they help us a lot, and I'll say this. Uh, when I was very, very uh, new in the police department, I remember there was an issue. There was uh, now again we'll to the little of the comedy routine, there, but this is true. Uh, I remember that one night, uh, Shomrim was driving tell, around. Tell
0: them what Shomrim is. So, so
2: Shomrim can... is a volunteer. Uh, uh, organization neighborhood watch correct okay. neighborhood watch they use their own you know their members you know different neighborhoods different you know different um geographical you know areas of the city have it even the Asian Boroughbar, community has it
0: flatbush correct williamsburg the community the jewish
2: communities C- correct you know the five towns even nassau county uh, the asian communities a lot of communities have this type of neighborhood watch we, we've had it for many many decades uh citizens on patrol block watchers, things like that. So Shurmur, the Ummah group, a Muslim group, uh, Ummah, that does incredible work. So we have a Shurmur patrol in, like you said, every neighborhood, for the most part, a lot of neighborhoods. I remember one night, one of the Shurmur cars were driving down the block, following somebody, looking at someone suspicious. You know, they really don't engage, do it the right way, intelligently, safely, lawfully. And they see a suspicious person as they're driving around, nice and slow around the blocks. They notice an unmarked, they notice a car behind them following them. And they think that maybe that that car behind them is casing some other locations, wherever it is. So they call for another showroom car to follow that car it turns out that was an unmarked car uh-huh. who now sees a car following them. They call for another unmarked car uh-huh. to follow that car. <laughs> and before you know it, like six or eight cars following each other until they pulled to the side of the road. They realized what was going on. Uh-huh. But realized that we needed some more collaboration. We needed some more uh, communication that, you know, these are the members from the, from the shaman patrol. These are some of our plainclothes, police officers, and unmarked cars. And uh, everyone was working together. We got a good relationship going. I can tell you, Chief Magic, the Police Commissioner, we just, uh, we just recognized by the Rabbinical Alliance of America, just a a week ago,
0: uh, they just had an annual seum. If you want to explain what a seum is. Seum is a, uh, it's a, uh, a graduation. It's a, uh, it's not graduation, it's a better word for that. I guess when you complete one Com- of the... A completion, a completion ceremony. A completion ceremony. Right, for, for
2: Jewish learning, uh, people come together, they have a celebration. So we were actually uh, fortunate, myself, the police commissioner, Chief Madry, and an NYPD police department chaplain, Imam Tahir, who has a great mosque in Staten Island, a great friend of mine, a great friend of the department. Uh, us four were, were recognized and honored by the Rabbinical Alliance of America, Rabbi Mendy Moroznik Staten Island. Um, just to see the recognition there was very, very nice. But it's about community relations. And Chief Manager and the Police Commissioner said at the best. They said that the Jewish community and the police department have a very strong working relationship and it's never been stronger. It's never been better. Even
0: during, even during uh, the quarantine and COVID, when it was, I, I, I always said that the, the Hasidic community they weren't able to quarantine. They, they just you can't. When you have eighteen kids living in a in a, a two bedroom apartment where three kids are supposed to be here and they're supposed to be in this yeshiva, and now they're all home. It was well, very well, challenging for a lot of it families. It was challenging. A lot of families. I'm sure, can't, I can't imagine you being a Orthodox well, Jew and, and all of that. You know, um...
2: I was, so I was in, I was actually during COVID, I was actually the commanding officer of Manhattan South Investigations. We look at sensitive, you know, things that, you know, going on. So more towards the middle of COVID, uh, I got a phone call that uh, I was asked to join the Community Affairs Bureau of the Police Department. That's when and that just happened? Help out with that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, about that time during the middle, middle of COVID, there were a lot of challenges in every community, not just the Jewish community, but I was asked to help. Of course, the Jewish community and other in every community, just to see how the police department can uh, can serve more than anything else, because we're here to serve. The mission of the police department, of course, is in partnership with the community to keep people safe and to serve. So that's how actually I got to the community affairs bureau. Um, just a, a, another quick story. Yeah. I uh, I remember I was parked, you know, I was by a, by a park, making sure the kids are safe. You know, again, it's about people feeling safe. And I remember a woman comes over to me with a southern accent. She, I guess she's from Texas. And she says, officer, you know, in her, in her accent, she said, officer, can I ask you why I get a, a ticket? And I look, I said, where were you parked? And she points to a corner that has a clear red sign that we're all familiar with that says no standing anytime. And I asked her if she parked there by the corner. She goes, yeah, officer, I absolutely did. And I saw the sign when I pulled up. But I got out of the car and I ran. I wasn't going to get caught standing on that corner. So she thought it was that. You can't stand it. She goes, I know you have an issue with prostitution. <laughs> no is, standing? Is no that standing there? Is that what she thought? I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, so, uh, she, I'll say uh, a little bit of delivery. Uh, she said, um, <laughs> she, 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 <laughs> she pulls up to a sign. She's also, why did I get a She says, Officer, can I ask you a question? Why did I get a summons? why did I get a summons? I, get a summons? I, I was parked over there, but I did nothing wrong. why did I get a summons? So I look at the corner and I see it says, no standing anytime. So I said, ma'am, the sign clearly says no standing any time. Will you park there? She says, I absolutely was parked there. I saw the sign when I pulled up. I got out of my car. I ran.
0: I wasn't standing there. (laughs) You see, (laughs) shtick. You love shtick. What's your favorite joke, your favorite funniest thing that ever happened on the NYPD? Well, you have some routines that I'm really not going to say in uniform here. Okay. Uh, But um, I do
2: remember uh, There's we have perkeavos.
0: The uh, teachings of our fathers, correct, which we read in the summertime usually. That's uh... right. That's
2: right. See, and uh, I was—I always make it a point to work on on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. You know, we, you know, as the Jewish religion dictates, we have to take off a lot of our holidays. So I make it a point to work whenever I can to give everyone else off, especially at the executive rank. When you work, a lot of people can be off instead. And I was working a double. Christmas Eve into Christmas Day actually covered St. Patrick's, Ma- the St. Patrick's uh, Cathedral Mass. Right. Um, so, you know, it's a great opportunity to see a lot of, again, as a commanding officer of community outreach, I have the entire city, every religion, uh, every, every, every uh, corner of the city is something that's very important to me. And we make sure that uh, they feel that they're included in it and they feel that they're uh, that they're heard and they feel that the department is there to serve them. So, of course, it gives me a great opportunity to be by St. Patrick's Cathedral, you know, see the see the Cardinal himself, see a lot of, uh, lot of friends, and uh, I remember specifically walking into Dunkin' Donuts, there's a Kosher Dunkin' Donuts on 34th Street, and Madison and between Madison, Madison and wait, Park wait yeah, please
1: yeah. for a moment are yeah. there certain Dunkin Donuts that are kosher yeah. and others that are not
0: yes, yes. okay
1: that's insane so,
0: well not really it's because it's like... always amazing what blows her mind it's <laughs> not well a... I <laughs> never know what's going to hit her but if the Dunkin Donuts daughter... <laughs> daughter can go with you to synagogue that's where she decides the podcast <laughs> is ending why can't my daughter come with me to synagogue you never know with her I... but it keeps it keeps a tilt it yeah, keeps an still... even tilt on the Jewishness but, of the the podcast that that's is right. a
1: very reasonable question it's
2: a very reasonable question with a very reasonable <laughs> answer if you walk into the average dunkin donuts and you order a bacon sandwich will they give it to you yeah. i don't know i
1: don't eat meat they do yes, that, they will yeah. so a
2: lot of dunkin donuts out there they serve uh bacon and things like that so a kosher dunkin donuts would not have that they'll have vegetarian bacon
1: but is it I intentionally of, like is yeah, it intentionally a, kosher for yeah yes.
0: people know yes it's vegetarian wow, that's
1: amazing yeah
0: so it's a good location because over there you have Stern College and it's like exactly. a good time deal. By Stern College, so it's. Right, exactly. Right, right. So Stern, yeah, Stern, it, it is Stern. It is. Yeah. It, it is Stern. Yeshiva so
1: University. There's sense. probably one. That's right. Yeah. So in the five
0: towns is a kosher Dunkin' Donut. Burns. Burns. Yeah. Uh, Burns Avenue there. And you people are walking in there, and, it, and everybody looks like a donut. <laughs> they can barely they have to walk sideways through the door, and they're coming out. It's kosher. It's kosher. It's still a donut with a billion calories. <laughs> right, that it takes yes. a three weeks to digest in your system, but because it's kosher, they're okay with it. No, we're gonna eat this. It's kosher. It's kosher. I mean, <laughs> I'm not eating it for me, I'm eating it for (laughs) God. God wants me to eat this donut. So. I go into this kosher, that's
2: correct. Dunkin' Donuts is amazing. Um,
1: You're really like
2: reinforcing the
1: stereotype right now. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, the cop, cop and Dunkin' Donuts oh, and donuts. It's all, <laughs> all. And the Jewish cop, kosher Dunkin' Donuts. Amazing.
1: It's, it's, not perfect. Like, it's not like It's
0: not like a stereotype on steroids, <laughs> no pun intended. When, when you walk in there, it must look like like Jesus just arrived in Jerusalem. Uh-huh. A kosher <laughs> cop coming to the kosher so Dunkin' Donuts. That's it's why. It's
1: such a good ad.
0: It's such a good ad. A good, ad, such a good ad
2: and that's why I make it a point to always wear my hat if I go in there in <laughs> uniform a, oh, little, yeah. a little undercover Yeah. so I walk into this Dunkin Donuts it's 5 in the morning that's when it opens I walk in there's two yeshiva kids I see in front of it and I'm wearing the hat and door opens and we all go in and you know the kids you know they're looking at me and they you know they say oh officer thank you so much you know, for your service here you know it's 5 in the morning you're working on the holiday because it's Christmas and thank you so so much and I said, well, it's, of course, it's my pleasure. But, of course, as we learn in Per Keavos, we have to pray for the welfare of the government because without the government, we would swallow each other alive. Right. And the face on them <laughs> were more, was more priceless than oh, my you,
0: muffin, my latte. Uh, he
1: quoted, he quoted yeah, 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 something
0: yeah. to them. Uh, uh, exactly. And they didn't know what hit them. Yeah. But they were good uh, what, kids. The, do, you, do, you remember, do, you, do you know the quote in Hebrew? Uh, not not, not, not ain't, verbatim. You, you know, yeah. <laughs>
1: Is that the quote in Hebrew? You can
0: always, as long as you
1: just just say a few (laughs)
0: words in Hebrew and it always sounds like, oh, wow, he knows. (laughs) That's how he does his comedy routines. yeah, Yeah.
1: Wait, but you didn't answer. Are you the only officer in a kippah?
0: No, there are other officers that wear a kippah.
1: Okay, really? Wow. Yes,
0: yes. It, yes.
1: Oh, that's amazing. I didn't. I mean,
0: the the, the Muslim ones, the <laughs> the Catholic
2: ones. Well, well, as a matter of fact, yes. Even though even a Sikh officer, they're allowed to wear their turban as long as they have the police shield affixed to the front center. We allow our Sikh officers to wear a turban instead of the hat. The department is very very sensitive to diversity, not just to the Jewish religion, but to all religions. You know, we wear many hats during the day. We wear there are some days literally we wear we wear we wear Especially myself, we wear many hats during the day. Yeah. Uh, I'll start the day in regular clothes or in a regular police unif- patrol uniform. It'll go into a dress uniform. It'll go into a short sleeve shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a regular suit, back into a, d- a different type of uniform. We wear many hats. We have different
0: occasions it's going a, on. Like, it's like events. a drag show. You're coming out and it's like literally the <laughs> outfits and, and wigs and... Well, this show is definitely not a drag. No. Uh,
2: it's just, you know, so... Yeah, it's, uh, it's just making sure that everyone in the city, eight point.
0: I said, but, but you're so, like me. You're like, if there's a conflict, let's try to get a joke in there. I've yeah. seen you. I've that's seen how, you. That's how we have to roll. You know, we it's have you. to laugh. It keeps us young. They say,
2: you know, they say laughing, laughter is the best medicine. And I Really, believe it. you're gonna throw that in there
0: with your little cop voice? <laughs> no, Laughter's the best. But c- what are you doing, Richie? Give it the, to me here. The, I, w- the, I brought. You, I promised the producers the funny, the funniest cop you've ever met in your life is coming on the podcast. Well, and you have been going into this police department like, like. I'll uh, say this. I you know it's like the, the cop pulls over a
2: kid. For speeding, comes up to the car. He says, Sonny boy, I need to see your driver's license. The kid's all nervous. He's shaking. Gives the cop his license. The cop sees and he gets angry and he says, it says here you must wear eyeglasses when you drive. And the kid's now really nervous. He says, officer, I don't have to worry about that. You know, I I, I have an eye doctor. I have contacts. And
0: the cop gets now really angry and says, "I, I don't care who you know. I have contacts. Hilarious. You get it? it. These are the jokes. I was, I was supposed to say, no, when the cop pulls over, the guy driving and, uh, and uh, the, uh, we're we're going to this now. It's better than than hearing your speeches. Um. (laughs) <laughs> there's a guy there's a guy driving my, a my car, gets exactly. pulled over gets pulled over by, 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 by the policeman as he's coming over to the to the you know he says you, you, you know why you were pulled over he goes no officer I have no idea why and the wife starts to yell because you were speeding you were speeding and, and uh, he goes sir besides that your taillight I told you to get that taillight fixed and he starts to yell at the wife shut your mouth don't say a word I don't want to hear your voice and and the cop says to the wife does he always yell at you like this he goes only when he's drinking <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the shtick usually.
2: This is his these are his jokes and uh... or, or just when you have something similar when you know an, old, an elderly lady an elderly lady gets pulled over for speeding you know ninety five miles an hour in a fifty, cop pulls her up asks for an explanation she says well I just killed my husband, cop says excuse me she says yeah you know butchered him to death he's actually in the trunk right now, the cops calls for a sergeant goes back to his car, puts her at gunpoint sergeant comes by. So explains to the sergeant what's going on. The sergeant speaks to the woman, of course, and says, ma'am, you have to come with me. And she says, why? He says, well, you just killed your husband. She says, no, I didn't. He says, well, my officer says you killed your husband and you butchered him to death. She goes, excuse me? I don't know what you're talking about. And the sergeant says, ma'am, my officer says you told him that he's in your trunk right now. My officer's telling me this with a clear, straight, truthful face that your husband is dead in your trunk right now. That's what he just told me. And she says, sergeant, I'm sure he probably told you I was speeding too. These are the jokes These so are the jokes love, You love jokes You gotta love these jokes love I wouldn't jokes. be here If I didn't love the jokes no. I wouldn't have come over to you After that comedy routine You, you pulled off over there And uh, if I didn't love the jokes
0: No he's a fan There's definitely fan. Richie Taylor is a fan Of of me Of mine I'm very proud Very much so I have good taste but of comedy Of comedy it's, uh, You understand that that's, that's real community relations It is real comu- relations. Really it community relations That's really community relations
2: That's what it's about It's about our partners You know, Like you mentioned Sean before We have great partners Whether you know Bob Moskowitz Steve Weil That's all we have Much Will we have, Rabbi Yechiel, uh, Rabbi, we have Rabbi Yechiel Kalish in Hatzalah we have Misaskim uh, Yankee
0: Meyer who actually oh, we just spoke, we to. spoke to we just spoke to uh, very Misaskim unfortunate is, Misaskim is, is this organization it really means mitaskim which is the opposite of, like when something bad the sick, don't don't get involved right. it's, it's the opposite get involved that's what Misaskim it's, it's means true. it's true it's amazing and it's amazing. whenever there's a tragedy somebody passes away God forbid something happens a family needs help The most that they're known for is like when somebody passes away, uh, the family has to all of a sudden organize themselves and set up a shiva. You know, the the seven days of mourning in the house. They need food, chairs, this, that, um, prayer books, uh, and they hop into action immediately. And they are unbelievable. And um, it's true. We have a
2: lot of partners. You know, nothing is done alone. Everything is teamwork. And I will always say this: it's all teamwork. Uh, we have great community partners, uh, David Askill, Yankee Myers, we mentioned. We have clergy liaisons in the police department who bring resources in to help, like I men- mentioned about the toys, about the turkeys,
0: about food, about resources, about clothing. Um, Yes you did You took the first 20 minutes of this podcast And delayed us a cup About how you handed out Toys to kids We're so happy And that's what it's yeah. about Because that's a, la- a Lifelong that's And a this lifelong podcast feeling. Has to go to the police department To get approved Before we air it, it, it so it's going to we, be we're, 20 we're minutes have. Just him telling How they did the That's all they're going To allow us to air It's amazing <laughs> what, what, what do you have A receipt here what, <laughs> what, what, what have, what, 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 I want to see What no, who, no one can read your notes. That, That's the point point. No, and, the, and
2: these will Self-destruct In five <laughs> minutes uh, You know Just like Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Baruch Berbender in the five towns far Rockaway, there was an issue in the Jewish community that we have a large Jewish community right on the border of Nassau County and New York City. And there were, uh, were concerned because there's two police departments that patrol that area, of course, Nassau County Police and NYPD, the 101 on one precinct. We just had a historic meeting with the police commissioner of the New York City Police Department and the police commissioner of the Nassau County Police Department. Of course, Dermot Shea from us, Patrick Ryder from the Nassau County Police Department as police commissioner, they were both at a joint um, uh, meeting together with Jewish community leaders to discuss concerns regarding, right on the border, especially before Rosh Hashanah, before Yom Kippur, because we see what's going on around the country. Anything that happens around the country, we have the Intelligence Bureau that gets notified immediately. We have detectives around the world, including in Tel Aviv, and many other countries to get us information on how to keep New York City residents and visitors. Should safe.
0: we be scared? Should we be scared? No, for real? Do You, you guys no, probably
2: not, not, not at all. And I'll say I'll say this also just to add something about what you mentioned before with you know repelling from helicopters, boats, and all the great things the police department offers. is something else that doesn't that doesn't get as mentioned as much. And we have a counterterrorism bureau. We have an intelligence bureau, and we have. Uh, we have detectives that are on the internet, are on social media, constantly looking for anything that would raise a red flag. That would be millennials. Are they
0: millennials? <laughs> I'm Is sure that? they're good at what they do. All right, I, I, I can't you, see you I, going. I, I can't see who's I, this guy. I can't. <laughs> wait, wait, no. You, huh? I, I can't see, and I can't see you repelling out of uh, an airplane. I can see you going. Look at him. It's NYPD uh, air, uh, uh, aircraft. But to, to answer your question,
2: are they, are they millennials? About that, do our intelligence work undercover? I can neither confirm
0: nor deny whether they are millennials. But I can I, confirm that the listeners don't really care that much. And um, I'm sure whoever's doing it knows how to swing <laughs> around the internet. We know how to swing around the internet. We're very good at what we everything I do. have to log on.
1: <laughs>
0: it's everything I have to log on and find out how the podcast is doing.
2: <laughs> yeah. So we do look at the internet. We look at anything going on that would be a red flag. Of course, legally, we, we have a tremendous amount of resources and tools. Our deputy commissioner of counterterrorism and intelligence is a gentleman by the name of John Miller. He's a tremendous mentor of mine. He actually also serves as the Deputy Commissioner of Public Information. He's the only person in the police department that has a Deputy Commissioner role of three different separate and tremendous important bureaus that report to him.
0: Which brings us to my only question that I ask a gu- every guest. I ask, and you just mentioned it, uh, but I always ask, who's your rabbi? And even people who aren't Jewish, just, uh, who's your mentor in, so you obviously have a, a mentors in the police department and a rabbinical mentor. Who's, who's your rabbi? By. so, I'll, I'll, so I'll, I'll say this there's a lot of credit
2: like I spoke about teamwork there's a lot of credit to anyone's success uh, when I was studying when I was a regular police officer like I mentioned about the rank structure when I was a regular police officer studying for the sergeant's exam there were a few instructors around the city that, that, pre- that do prep for the sergeant's test one instructor stood out immediately and his name was Dermot Shea and his, and his name is Dermot Shea the
0: head of police department. department
2: but in 2008 he was not the police commissioner as you know he was actually in my rank. He was actually a deputy inspector. And when I went to his class, I wanted to see all the instructors I could see to see you know, who who are the best. I really wanted to do very well on this sergeant test. You only get one chance and it's many years until so you have another chance at being a supervisor. And I went to a place upstate, where that's where Commissioner Shea at the time lived. And I saw right away, he taught from the heart, he truly cared, he had a way about him that you really didn't see anywhere else. And as my wife knows, I would travel over an hour each way because we lived in Brooklyn. We, like, we live now in Brooklyn. We lived in Brooklyn at the time as well. And I would travel over an hour each way when I was a regular police officer in 2008 just to go to Dermot chase classes because I saw the difference between him and many other instructors. They were all good. They were all great. But there was something that absolutely st- – uh, made Dermot Shea stand out to myself. And speaking about leadership, Bill Bratton, he was police commissioner twice. Yeah. He came back when I spoke about, you know, him before about stop question and frisk and the overuse that he stopped. Bill Bratton actually had a number one person when it came to crime prevention, and, you know, about CompStat. Every mo- every week, the police department has commanders that oh, come in Comstock, and speak at yeah, Comstat. Yeah. So every week we have uh, discussions at One Police Plaza about crime trends, about keeping people safe. Not about I gotcha or just to embarrass anyone, but it's about making sure that precinct commanders know exactly what's going on in their precincts and how to best to deploy the resources that are limited, and to keep people safe. So at Comstat, they had they have a uh, chair of Comstat of course, chief of department, and there's a deputy commissioner of operations before previously known as Deputy Commissioner of Crime Control Strategies. When Bill Bratton was here the first time under major... All I L- asked
0: you was who was your rabbi. That's all I asked you was who was your rabbi. So I have a few. Rabbi. Dermot Shea. And you gave me Comstat. Dermot Shea, thank you and, very and, much. And move on. And, and, of and of that, course, that's your your police rabbi. But it's now, actu- it's, it's who's actually, your rabbi as
2: an Orthodox Jew? It's actually also... Jeff, chief Jeffrey Madry, the Chief of Community Affairs.
0: I We're going to call him. them both and tell them you gave him a shout out for both of them. Thank they're you. Gonna very hear well, well, them. No, they're they're going to hear I'm, it. I'm glad you called uh, them because uh, I don't know if they listen to this podcast. Oh, my God. But, I, ho- I hope they don't have time to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I hope they're looking out for, for terrorists. And for, I hope they don't have time for this
2: podcast. They are, but Chief Jeffrey Madry, I work for him actually. My chief now, I work for him as a sergeant, lieutenant, captain, and now as a deputy inspector. So I truly w- was very fortunate to go up the ranks with the right mentors, the right people.
0: Okay, Ad Khan, Had. For the first, the first Hukufa. Now we got your, 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 your two. Wow, you went. Wow, did you go long on that? Now, n- now I'm going to ask you, who's your Jewish leader? It goes Rabbi Goldstein. Bye, and that's it. so, honestly, I, I always asked questions to because uh, Ra- there must be ethical questions that come
2: up as a policeman and an Orthodox there a- Jew. There absolutely are. I've asked questions to Rav David Feinstein. His father was Rav Moshe Feinstein, Marcia who you know very yeah, yeah. well. Who, who was Nifter who passed away many years ago. I would ask questions to W. Feinstein. He passed away about a year ago. And as a matter of fact, in my position I was able to be at the funeral in the Lower East Side and help coordinate to show respect for, of course, w Feinstein and for the community that wanted to pay respects. And so this position has given me a tremendous amount of opportunity, including to do something like that for someone who was my rabbi. And now I would ask questions either to his son, Rav Beryl Feinstein, or to Rabbi Goldwasser. Depending on what it is, I'll ask different questions to different rabbis not to go answer shopping but just different rabbis have their own expertise right. with different subjects
0: okay okay good that's that's done any comedy questions though no, you call me right away. Absolutely. Uh, no, you've called me Friday night before you guys all, you guys, you guys, are all nice and... I need my material for the Friday night jobs y- yeah, table. he's like, well, what joke am I doing Friday night at the table? Yeah. Now you, I will tell you something, you and your friends and your community, you guys just, you love a good, a fun time. You got to love, again, you know, you see a lot of tragedy, you see a lot of sadness on this job, you see a
2: lot of people suffering, you see a lot of injustice at times, you see things that should be corrected that haven't been corrected yet that you want to be a part of making that correction. And
0: just the, uh, just the laughter, the light moments really help a lot. Kabbalistically, you're not supposed to look at an accident. When you, you draw that energy in. When you drive on the road, you see an accident. People are stopping in to see, look at this guy. Look at how that's all tumbled. Could, could you pull the body out so I can see the body out too? You're not supposed to. And you, that's your job to go look at tragedies. Yes. At, at, you yes. Know. Just, like we, just like as I got here, the phone call I got where... Uh, he was a half hour late. A full half, and not because you couldn't find parking. I got, I got pulled over. He, he thought he—he he, he, was Thirty Eighth Street. We're on. You went to Thirtieth Street. So just so we understand why you were late, and uh, I do everything I can to avoid this today. As and you see, came up with the worst merch: keychains. <laughs> he came a up dog with collar. Keych- I thought we were gonna a dog <laughs> uh, an NYPD dog collar. What are you doing? Um, and um, and uh, and you. Uh, and you went into, into, your, into your policeman routine rather than the, your comedic routine, which I thought was going to be... Uh, so what's your best, best cop joke? <laughs> Give it to me. Your best, best cop joke. So only because we're here discussing religion,
2: of course. We're discussing a lot of things together. The Pope. We to discuss St. Patrick's Cathedral, Midnight Mass. The Pope is on the way back to the Vatican. He's in New York City. He's on the Bell Parkway. He's in the back of his white limousine, tinted windows, and he goes over to his driver and he says, let's pick up, the, pick up the pace, I don't want to be late. And the driver, of course, says, I'm a little nervous about the NYPD over here, the triry patrol, and I want to just take it easy and not have any problems. The Pope says, they know something, let me drive, no one will give me a ticket. The driver says, very well. Driver pulls over the side of the shoulder, the Pope gets out, goes to the driver's seat, the driver comes out, goes to the passenger seat in the back. The Pope takes off towards JFK Airport, 90 miles an hour. Sure enough, Cross Bay Boulevard, Highway Patrol sitting there, pulls the car over. Cop comes to the driver's side window, holds his heart, says, one moment, sir, one moment. He calls for a sergeant. He says, I have a VIP stopped. Sergeant calls him up quick and says, who do you have stopped there? The mayor? He goes, no, 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 hire. He goes, who do you have? The governor? He goes, hire. He goes, who do you have? The president? He goes, Sarge, I don't want to look. Just come. The Pope is driving him. The,
0: the Pope is his driver. <laughs> you got to get to the ju- punchline faster.
1: Can <laughs> I tell you something?
2: My exactly.
0: Faster. <laughs> faster.
1: I figured something yeah, that's out. That's why I'm doing
0: you the do jokes and you're, you're arresting people.
1: <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. No, 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 <laughs> let, let, let me finish berating him on how long <laughs> he took to tell that joke. Well, you schlep that joke out. First of all, you're already assuming we know that a sergeant has to be called. And the only thing our mind now is, when you do pull over a VIP, is that a thing? You got to call a sergeant. Look, I got, I got Sting in the car. I got Elvis Presley. No, no. What do we do? And when you pull over a celebrity, is that a different mindset? You know, I've, m- never, mindset? I've never seen heckling done by the comedian. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, heckling, I'm heckling the policeman on our podcast, just so you understand what's happening here. Um... <laughs> But our last topic, when you pull over a celebrity, I'm sure it happens. Is there like a procedure you have to call the sergeant and then the captain and then eventually they wake you up? Next time you do your show at Caroline's,
2: I'm going to interrupt. You know,
0: that's not really true, is it? I've I've been pulled over only once and it was in a smart car. So the cop already felt bad for me. Right? And I had your card. And it was because I went over a white line to, um, and, and, uh, and he, and, oh my gosh. So he gave me a card, police, a friend of a policeman card. And on the back, you wrote, ask him to tell you this joke. And you, I forgot what it was about the subway, something with the subway. That's had a right. It, and he wrote that on the back of the card. And the card, the, the he reads it and he goes, okay, go ahead go ahead, go ahead. go ahead, go ahead. He knew it would going to be a bad joke. All right, so let's – we got to start ending this podcast. Um, what do you – is there anything you want to p- plug? Besides your commissioner and your bosses, you plug them from beginning to end of the show tonight t- – t- t- today. But is there anything you want to um, wish the community? It's. I think this is going to air r- right around nine eleven. so it's, oh, it's so all, really amazing. So I'll say this, uh,
2: 20th anniversary coming up. Yep. We have – we had 23 New York City police officers who were killed in the World Trade Center on September 11th. Many, many more going through the most horrific health conditions. Just, just the stories, just the tragedy, just the victims. It just doesn't affect just them, but their families, their whole network. Let's just take a moment to consider the sacrifices that are made by every police officer. No car stop is routine, no domestic violence job that you go to is routine, no call for services routine, especially on the magnitude of September 11th. And the uh, the bravery that I saw before I was a police officer, that seeing police officers rushing into danger, it's just something that you don't see. If you consider something for a moment, if there's, God forbid, shots fired in one of your commie routines, but this time with a firearm, and you have calls for help, you have people running out of the comedy club, running out to, to, to run for their, literally running for their lives, they're calling the police and what the police are doing is they're going as fast as they can through red lights to get to that location to confront danger head on. That is something that is just not, not believable and we have heroes of the city who do it each and every single day men and women who wear the same uniform that I'm proudly wearing now and that's something that we should always reflect upon and it's uh, something that September 11th will always mean something personal to me something of course very personal to the police department to all of New York, to and, all of New and, and, York. To, and to all of New York and uh,
0: is there uh, is there a Twitter that you're on or do you
2: want to so t- we have so we have uh, NYPD COMM Affairs we abbreviated community uh, NYPD COMM Affairs for NYPD Community Affairs that's ran by the Community Affairs Bureau Chief Jeffrey Madgery we post a lot of our uh, upcoming events Our videos A lot of the good things That we're doing across the city We want people to see That the police department Is your friend It's not here Just for enforcement We're not here just because That we have to arrest someone to give someone a summons Unless they're telling a bad joke But we're yeah. here to uh, Well you'd we... be in jail by now
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> You'd be you'd be locked up for years After the, the three jokes You dropped on us here today They'd put you away Okay what about what, Do you want to I plug? just
1: wanted to tell you That I figured out What that was what? I think it's his set list
0: <laughs> it's his set list. He came with a set list. He literally, so when a comic goes on stage, <laughs> you write down like the one word to remind us about a joke. And you came here with a set list. I should. So, I'll say
2: this. We went Years ago, my wife was begging me to go to a comedy club. We went to a comedy club and we get there a little late. And, of course, the only row available when you come to a comedy show late in Times Square is the front row. Yep. And my wife says, listen, I've been to these things before. You know, we're done. So what do you mean? I've never been to a comedy show before this. She goes, we are gonna get picked on. Here I am, going right into the front center. She says, just be prepared. He's coming to you. He's gonna ask you everything about your life, where you were born, what you do. Was well, it wasn't, me? wasn't you wasn't you. It wasn't me. It wasn't you, it wasn't, you. It wasn't as good as you.
0: I never bothered the, I didn't my material, I don't need to know where you're from know. and what you do. So what are you well okay? We're
2: sitting front and center, and I'm thinking in my mind, what am I gonna say when he asks me what I do? When I had it all, all in place, sure enough, a few minutes in, he points right to me, says, Hey you, with the yarmulke." What do you do? And what'd you say? I'm a New York City firefighter. Straight face. Because <laughs> <laughs> what? I've never seen a guy like a deer in headlights. New York City firefighter, and he was stunned for a few seconds. But then he says, "You're not a firefighter. You own the truck." Was <laughs> oh, that with the truck?
0: <laughs> okay. What are you? Um, what's your What's your stuff? Tell us.
1: I'm at Perryell Ashenbrand on Instagram.
0: Perfect. I'm a, of course um, on. Instagram, it's Modi underscore Live, and the information for upcoming shows, uh, the Know Your Audience, the Know Your Audience comedy tour, and I also brought you a Yamaka. Uh, and you too, Thank for your you. son, know your audience. And in Hebrew, which is in Hebrew, know in front of who you stand, which is usually written on top of the Torah. And then my name, obviously. Um, that is beautiful. Thank you very it's much. A it a nice it's a nice yamaha. It fashion your uniform. Absolutely. Beautiful. So there's that. Uh, Modi underscore live. Uh, let your friends know in Houston in Long Island, um, Port Washington, in Skokie, Chicago, and in Fort Lauderdale, that I'm coming. Let them know that I'm coming to do a comedy set, a Heima show, and a theater there. Uh, So, if maybe they don't follow, let those people, again, in uh, Chicago, Fort Lauderdale, Port Washington, Long Island, and in Skokie yes. Uh, please let, let them know so they get tickets. Uh, what else is there? I, I, people have been asking, do we have merch on my Instagram? If you go to the links, there's... Um there's the Yoy Lee Cup the secretary of Simcha Cup and there's um, other things there people are asking we're going to start making merch for this show are you and running for president again? no I, I have to go into my voice that you were doing before I we just to... want to make sure we get the detail in place of the secret service yeah 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 okay so, oh this thing no all, all right. the bad jokes oh, um, and what else is there and um, happy healthy new year to everybody and um, wishing you health wealth and plenty of time to enjoy it And I've been saying that lately, and people have been recognizing it as Art Raymond. Remember Art Raymond from WEVD? That's how he used to sign off his show. But it's such an amazing way to sign off a show. It's so true. Just health, wealth, and plenty of time to enjoy them both. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you so much, buddy. You're the best. And thank you for helping produce, and goodbye, everybody.